Hello? Oh, one, two, one, two. Yeah, can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. All right, perfect. Yeah, I got my headphones on this time. All right. Yeah, man. Well, you already know what it is, man. Another edition of uh, Southern Frame of Mind podcast. We got our yeah, host, thank you. Kevin Martin. Hey. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. AKA Renewed Kings, man. Don't don't forget the don't, don't forget the acronym. <laughs> don't forget the alias, also known as. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So and this alias we came up with, you know, within the last couple of weeks, and it's something that we're gonna continue to also be known as. And we just have some great ideas, you know, in the work. So everybody stay tuned for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so on to di- yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead, partner. I'm getting ready. Hey, yeah, hey, I guess we both ready. <laughs> I guess yeah, we ready to go ready. in. We ready to go in. Nigga, yeah, we ready. Yeah, we ready. Yeah, we ready. <laughs> well, well, well. Today's topic is about you know blackface. It's uh definitely something that I wanted to discuss because it's something very prevalent now. But I also wanted to give people you know the the history on that, and so that's why for today. You know, this is going to be one of our, you know, topics we're going to discuss. And uh, if you don't, if you don't mind, Kevin, I just kind of want to give kind of some research I, I did on it. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of the early beginnings of it. Okay. Yeah. So blackface, you know, the, the definition for, it, you know, it can basically consists of to ridicule, you know, keep people at bay and making people feel as though they're second class citizens. So I'm going to just give, you know, a rough overview of this. And if you got any questions, just let me know. So, you know, from history.com, it states that the practice began in the United States around the early 18th century when European immigrants bought the genre over and performed in seaports along the Northeast, says mm-hmm. Daphne Brooks, you know, which is a professor of African-American studies at Yale University. And I also want to get into the one they call, you know, the father of uh, minstrelsy. And minstrelsy is basically blackface. It's basically uh, the performance of arts to depict, you know, a particular group, which is being, you know, African-Americans or anybody they, they, they feel like they want to uh, just basically be bigots towards, you know. So that's somewhat of the definition. And if you want a more clear-cut definition, you, you know, anybody can feel free to research the definition. But uh, a guy by the name of Thomas Dartmouth Rice, uh, actor mm-hmm. that was born in New York is considered the father of this. You know, um, they said he reportedly he traveled to, to the South and he observed slaves. So people study us, you know, and our different lifestyles and how we operate to be able to give their own depiction of who we are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for those out there listening. And from from observing the slaves, it stated that he developed a, a black stage character called Jim Crow. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking the wheels are going to start turning for most people that, you know, are listening to this by this point. And I'm going to give people some of the attributes of what was depicted in these stage plays. So some attributes consisted of quick dance moves, uh, mm-hmm. exagger- exaggerated vernacular and buffoonish behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, then um, also, you know, give me one quick second here. Give me one quick second here. Let's see here. Exaggerated lips. Knows yeah, exaggerated it. lip. Exactly. Also, um, another negative stereotype that was alluded was being lazy, ignorant, ignorant, superstitious, hypersexual, criminal, or coward. 
And I know in today's time, we see a lot of that, you know, with people willing to kind of do any show or take any job because they're going to pay the bills. But, you know, you also should think about your morals and the legacy it could leave for, you know, other people who's willing to kind of go that same route. But as we say, to each his own, but just be mindful of that. And I also want to touch on there were actual African-Americans who also performed in blackface. Uh, two <clears throat> artists were uh, Burt Williams and George Walker. Now, in their production, they infused political commentary with their comedic menstrual routines, offering a more intelligent representation of African-Americans. And the last thing I want to do, because I also want to get into today's time and just kind of how we personally feel on it, the definition of menstrual, which is spelled M-I-N-S-T-R-E-L, is a member or a band of entertainers, typically white actors with black and faces, who performed in a type of stage entertainment prevalent in the U.S. in the 19 and early 20th centuries, featuring songs, dance, and formulated comedic routines based on stereotype depictions of black Americans. So, you know, I just wanted to give people a quick overview on that. You know, I know this topic is, can kind of be touchy for a lot of people. They don't really want to uh, divulge into it. But at the same time, if you're going to, you know, represent somebody else's uh, pain and their suffering, you're not going to acknowledge yours and try to find a solution for that. Then it kind of, you know, it, 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 it makes you look a certain way. But, you know, that's just something we're trying to do with our platform here. And so from listening to some of the things I kind of pointed out, which I didn't really go into a lot, of uh, of the history, but I just kind of wanted to get a, give a, a historical overview on it, not just hearsay. But so far from what you heard, what you what do you feel about that? Um, yeah, man, you, you pretty much uh spot on. Um, it was this movie when you were it was describing it. Is what, what's the name of that movie? It's a movie uh that they have. It has Damon Wayans, um, uh, Sebion Glover, uh, Savon Glover. Uh, I forgot the name of that movie. Uh, is it is it a movie? Is it a movie talking Bamboozle. about Bamboozle? Bamboozle yeah. was the, name of the movie. You ever seen that? I haven't. I, I believe is that the one where they they they're basically saying what you got to do to make it in the in, yes. the, in the I guess, entertainment industry. Yeah, I've been saying that. Yeah, so, yeah. and I'm gonna give the audience out there a couple of a couple of movies. Like that's one movie you could check out. What Elijah was uh, referencing to about mental shows, and that that's a perfect example of how uh, buffoonery and coonery, that is a perfect example of how that happens. Also, another another movie, it's an older movie in 1994, uh, it's called Drop Squad. It's a Spike Lee joint. It has uh, uh, Eric LaSalle and um, Bing Rames. They, what they go through, and uh, it's a guy, he's also, he's in marketing, and he's um, he has these commercials that he, he sells out. He, 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 he exploits black people's uh, stereotypes. And they rob him, and, and his family disagrees with it, and he leaves his family behind. Like, oh, they're they're, they're just like the commercials that I portray. But then this drop squad, they they kidnap him, and they try to like uh, pr- program his mind. Like, oh, you you forgot where you came from. You need to get back where you came from. And they and they pro- uh, try to program his brain brain back to like when he was a child. Try to program his brain and give him like black movies, and they show like slave clips. It's 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 all it's deep. So Drop yeah. Squad and Bamboos are the two movies that y'all need to check out. Elijah, this 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 is, this is a good this is a good subject right here. I'm liking this. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely also want to uh, point out there is also a another depiction they have that I didn't I didn't point out earlier. 
they have the mammy, which is usually considered an overweight and loud mother figure, which mm-hmm. today's time we actually we see a lot of that character. And they have a zip coon, which is a flamboyant dress man who used sophisticated words incorrectly. Now we see mm-hmm. both sides of the spectrum on that. So, you know, a lot of the things that we're saying, you can kind of take it and apply it to today's time. Who do you see that fits that character or fits that narrative? And it's one thing to be an actor, but it's one thing to actually feel you are who you're portraying, you know, because art, you know, does translate into real life situations and the reality that we see for ourselves today. So just be mindful of that. But, you know, those are some tidbits I really wanted to point out because I wanted to give the historical, you know, um, context to it because, when we're talking about subjects like this, what I notice, not for just in our platform, but for anybody, you're going to have people who say, oh, well, that's just your opinion. You know, it wasn't probably like that. Maybe, you know, uh, it was just the before performance and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go through and, and do your research and, and see what it was truly about. You know, I know a lot of times people hate to take accountability of maybe their forefathers or people they felt like uh, made, you know, their group look a certain way. But, you know, that's something that we have to deal with all the time. You know, the actions that we're seeing with the hate crimes right now, that's not all African-Americans. But we're seen as the ones that have to, you know, take up for that while other, you know, groups seem to be committing actions and it's just kind of forgotten about. Just like the football player from Seattle, which that story really died down. But, you know, you had Ray Rice that was going on for over a year, you know. So it just shows you where the news and, and how the media is portrayed to make sure that they show enough to say they're equal, but at the same time, make sure that they over-exaggerate, you know, uh, putting out certain news because it's what's going to sell and what's going to get people amped up. So, you know, those are just different things that I notice in my own personal life. And it's my opinion, but at the end of the day, I can't just speak on everybody else's group and then never have nothing to say about mine. And it's, and especially if it's only going to be in a negative way. Yeah. But that's that's the whole thing of this. This whole thing is by design of that portraying black people in a certain light like even if we're on even if we're on the victim side they try to criminalize us and dehumanize us and say oh like we deserved it we deserve that treatment we deserve to get killed we deserve to get shot we deserve to get beat up and what they what they or what the media tends to do and people are a lot smarter than what what we lead on to believe because people they want to they want to turn a blind eye to it. They want to stick their head in the sand like, OK, well, we're all inclusive. This is America. Hey, I got a piece of the pie over here, you know, so this shit ain't going to happen to us. This is a new day and time. It's 2021. We're all progressive here. But that's the farthest thing from the truth. If you can see shit is still going on. And it's a plot and it's a plan created against us black men and women. But some people play an intricate part in in the destruction of of, of of the race or ethnicity of our people. They play an intricate part in it. And they don't exactly. realize the part that they're playing. Exactly. And I also and I also want to point out that I, I remember I was on YouTube and I made a comment about uh of some political video I seen. And you know the guy he was of a different race and he told me he said hey why are you calling this person you know a coon or why are you saying they're acting like that? That's not uh, a positive word you should use. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, now, I don't personally know this person or, or you know, really what, if, if they're saying that just to kind of be honest or if that's just something they're just saying to just to get a reaction from me. But I also look at it this way. If you're somebody that is going to 
tell me about, hey, what about the black on black crime and stuff like that? I appreciate you for acknowledging that. But I also acknowledge, too, if you're not speaking on other people that are committing actions against our group or other groups or even or even within your own people and you're just using it as isolated situations, situations that happen back to back to back to back is not isolated situations, which goes into our, our, our future show about trends. There are certain trends that people pick up because of certain energies out here in the atmosphere, the energy of anger, the energy of pain, the energy of deprivation. So when you have that lingering around, it's going to attach to somebody like a virus. And, and then it and operates in people's systems to where now they're doing stuff they can't even believe they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be mindful of that when you're speaking out on something. Be sure that you're able to do it across the board, because for myself personally, I want to see more than just, you know, African-Americans succeed. I want to see the world globally succeed because we're all going through this pandemic together, no matter how much money you have. But don't tell us what we should be doing in our own community, but at the same time, if you got those in your community that's bringing harm to us and you're not speaking on that. So we have to be honest within that. Because, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to let you go, but I just want to say this part real quick. If you're somebody that feel like, okay, everybody in my community does represent me, I feel the same way, and I know Kevin feels the same way, but we also know that we are linked with these people because we share something in common, the lineage, you know what I'm saying, skin color, different things of that nature. But our mind, our mindsets, our souls are different. And I just think that we need an open dialogue, an open panel of people to discuss that without it being pandering to one side and you can't really speak your mind because we see how that goes when you do. Yeah. So what what examples uh you say you say you see like the mammies and the and the and the gatekeepers of uh of the uh, of uh how could I say it? It's like gatekeepers of people who who are on this topic. Like I'd say, I'm calling some names. We'll start calling it like Don Lemon, CNN. Okay. Like he has a stance that is so far left that it's I don't know. It's it's so obvious. But like this is the thing that some of our people get confused. It's like that they think. The far left has our best interests at hand, like different like different ethnicities. Like let's say black people. More, uh, we're talking about black people here. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it a being. Let's keep it a buck. We're talking about black people here, and black people think that uh, that the far left and the progressives are on our side, but they are in cahoots and they're in bed with all these other ideologies. They're in, they're in bed with all these other politics. It, it, I think it's the thing just to suppress suppress us and suppress our, our forward uh park progression you know just to criminalize us and people don't think it's an agenda out there that's that's the thing i that, that bothers me it's like oh well you're you're just worried about you, you shouldn't worry about this but they don't they don't they're not in our shoes they're not they're not going through our experience like when you actually go through those experiences then you'll see and then to take to take it back to like history I mean, you know, I mean, it's other people that have went through certain things like um, the Jewish community. They went through their Holocaust. You see, how, did, how long did their Holocaust last? Let me see. I, I want to be correct here. In front of my computer. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
did it last? It lasted for 1933 to 1946 or 1945. Um, some people say, like, oh, well, that's that's a long time for anybody to be persecuted and for anybody to be murdered. But like our Holocaust, the African-American Holocaust, the Atlantic slave trade Holocaust, that's been going on for like 400 years, 450 years. And then we're still getting the work today. We're still getting the work by the media. We're still getting the work by the uh, dominant society. And people don't want to think, well, you're not say, well, okay, well, just like I said before, you're not carrying our experience. So you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand at all. Exactly. That makes, that definitely makes sense. And I think that's what kind of gets people up in arms because how can you speak for us if you don't really know our plight? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And so also with blackface, my thing with it is I spoke on that you can have African-Americans that portray in blackface. And blackface is not just, you know, painting yourself it's all it's a, it's more of a caricature you're putting out there you know the 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 tap dancing you know quote unquote coon that will do anything in the public eye to get validation and the loud mammy or the loud black woman that she always wants to take up for what's going on and just try to get us in line and mm -hmm. you have that person that kind of bends the line of you don't know what side they on? Are they more feminine? Are they more, you know what I'm saying, heterosexual? You really just don't know. They get they bend the they bend the line. And then somebody that that is speaking on things that they may have an idea of, but the terminology they're using is really making it hard for everybody else to really understand. They cause confusion. A lot of people don't really like to talk about conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But you'd have people with evil intentions that conspire against you. So whichever way you want to take it, that's just what it is. And I know people don't really want to hear that because they think everything is roses, everything shines, everything is gold. But that person that you feel like is gold really could be copper on the inside. So you have to be mindful of who you're giving your time and your money to, to quote unquote save you. If you're not doing your own research, if you're not building yourself up, if you don't know how to survive without the, the help of somebody else, or you don't know how to make sure your family is good, then how can you be out here on the front line trying to, uh, be a sponsor for somebody else, you know, especially if you don't even care about your own people and you, and you just put them down, but you do stuff for validation for other people, you know, that really doesn't make sense. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about blackface because I wanted to have an open dialogue where people can chime in on how they felt because we have politicians that are still in power today that have taken pictures that have done things that have been, you know, put out there in the media and they either denied it or they said at that time they just didn't know and they want to be taught about racism. They want to be taught about the culture. My thing is like this. When I hear people say that, you just want to be, you just want to go on a field trip and feel good about it. Just like going to church. Oh, I feel good. I went to church today, but then you go out, commit a crime or you playing a lot of you doing all this other stuff. So you kind of working against yourself. You know what I mean? Then also too, it's like uh, they put these pawns in place, like in entertainment. Like, do you see the Grammys? Like it's yeah, always it's, it's always suggestive messages and, and they use entertainment as a way in, especially to to dull to dull in us as, as black people. They they use entertainment, they use these entertainers as pawns, and they're like, Okay, well, we know black people like uh 
entertainment. And that's a whole minstrel show. That Grammy shit was a whole minstrel show. But people don't think, oh, it's just entertainment. Let them, let them dance. Let them sing. But it's a whole psychological thing behind it. How singing and dancing. Singing is a vibration. Dancing is a vibration. So that's going to be in the mental psyche of us as a people. Because us as a people, as black people, we resonate with or people are, are melanated. I'm going to say melanated people. Because, you know, you got Hispanic brothers and sisters out there. They're melanated people also. Uh, I say more melanated people. We have that that uh, tendency to resonate with uh, different vibrations and through music and through dance. And I think the powers that be, they know that to the fullest extent. Because they, they, those people, they don't just sit back and do all this by by coincidence. They know. Elijah, they know. They know how to get to us. And you ever heard of uh, the Tavistock Institute? We can bring you a lot of information today. I'm going to bring you some no, information. I'm not, aware, I'm not aware of that, but you, you can definitely info, give us the info. Tavistock Institute. I heard about this a while ago. But let me, uh, the Tavistock Institute. It's an institution in Britain. It's an institution in Britain that uh, they specialize in how they do clinical studies and how the behaviors of people are influenced, like by through media, through advertisements, through what people eat. It's all type. It's, it's like a human relations and behavioral uh, uh, clinic where they study all these things. And uh, it's in the United Kingdom. And OK, so what is so wh where, did, where did America derive from? Where do we get all our uh, beliefs and legal systems and where did it come from? Britain, right? Exactly. So you would think just make the correlation between us starting as a nation from over over there, even though it's been centuries ago. But you would make the correlation that they have a plan in place and it's over. It's over the world over. And it's becoming a global thing that not only black people in America suffer, but internationally, black people, some black people, it's been apartheid in Africa for years. They didn't ravage and pillage that country. And also it's been. You know, uh, over there in 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 uh, Europe, in black people in Europe, uh, just black people all over, melanated people. Let me say, melanated people, because you have a uh, also you have. I'm all know I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. Also, you have uh, you have um like a melanated people, uh, Arabic people. Even Arabic say they enslaved people also, but it's just like. People are aren't getting their just due. People like we're we 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 aren't getting our just due because it's a plan in place to like to to how can I say it's a plan in place to uh, sabotage and this and this so people got to understand. And the Tavistock Institute they they do a lot of. Uh, clinical studies and trials and a lot of research and people should just go look that up. And then it's like that people say it's a conspiracy theory, but this has been documented also. A lot of people, some people know yeah. about this. And that's what confused me a lot of times. Things that people are told to research for themselves or, or just go check out because it's something that could possibly save your life. It's always something that, oh, that's doctor up or I can't believe that or you know, you just, you don't want any conspiracy theories. A lot of that comes with, as we always speak about, accountability, being responsible. When you know better, you should want to do better. People don't do better when they know better because they will drug themselves down or they will negate responsibility because it just makes it easier to digest the pain that you don't want to fight to go away. 
So mm-hmm. it, it really just doesn't make a lot of sense of the things that we have going on. And for myself personally, you know, I even kind of stopped dancing a lot myself as far as with on TikTok. I used to do that a lot. And, you know, mm-hmm. you network with people and it's great, it's fun, it's exercise. But my, for myself, what I realize is, you know what, having to do all that and then you feel like you're putting the time and the effort in, you're actually making something that has a message behind it. But then people are talking about things that are mindless or just doing, you know, make creating things that is fun, it's entertaining, but at the same time, it's not really feeding my soul, honestly. You know what I mean? I, I'm still a human. I like what I like. I, I'm entertained by things as well, but I like messages that feed my soul. Yeah, and you know, for myself, I said I'm gonna just cut away from doing the dance, and I'm gonna stick more on kind of my my path and what we have going on because I feel like that's what's needed. You got a lot of people out here entertaining and tap dancing and doing all this, and and it's really sad because you see so many women that are of you know virtue and you know intelligent and inspiring all different demographics of people. Mm-hmm. But and I know that's not something that some some women want to do, but some do do that, and then they end up creating other pages because when you get enough attention, it's like, oh, I I'm, I like this, you know what I'm saying? And then when it comes with some notoriety or money, some people people they can't, you know, they can't take all that, you know, so they have to find ways of just figuring out, hey, I just I'm just go with this, like my path that I was on, I'm gonna flip flop that and do it, you know, do it this way. Same thing with you know, uh, the, the guys out here who, who they rapping or they just mm-hmm. doing things that is gravitating to young minds or even people older than them. And I think that was, that's something that creates envy in our community. You have people who, man, I want to be like that. I got to have that gold chain. I got to have that. I mean, I see her, she got that body. I got to have her. I see him. He got the car. I want to be on the passing side of his car or I want to be driving his car. I want to do all this. And you see all this happening into our community. Our community puts so much time and effort into trying to be like who they feel is on the top. Mm-hmm. When really, if the world shakes, that person is now at the bottom with you. And you just have to have a strong mind and be around people that are positive. And I realize that when I'm surrounding myself around positive people, thinkers, people that want to have more than life than just live for the moment, I feel better when I talk to them. I feel the inspiration when I'm talking to them instead of people that really are your enemies or snakes in the grass that when they bite you, the bite is going to be very potent because you didn't see it coming. So um, it's just a lot of things like that we see out here today. And we're not going to be afraid to speak on any topic because we see what's being pushed, what's being forced down our throats. And at the end of the day, if you're going to pander for another group, and then still forget that your community is still being killed uh, discriminatively for no reason on different on 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 different um, landscapes, and mm-hmm. and for no reason, then it's like, what are you fighting for? How you gonna you gonna fight for one side and then not forget your own people? Because I, I can I can easily tell you this about our people. Our people, we can be selfish, we can be envious, we we do a lot of killing, we do a lot of stealing, backbiting. And our community, we pass down. When other communities get passed down, trust funds, we get passed down. No trust, hate, uh, vitriol, a lot of stuff we get passed down when we're born in this world coming from our community. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are not speaking on that because they want to speak about what's comfortable. If I, Or if I jump on this side of the fence, oh, people are going to love me. I'm going to get the validation. I'm going to get this job. A lot of people who, quote, unquote, black leaders, just in positions for a job. And then when they get away from that job, they turn into what? You know what I'm saying? Somebody that becomes humble. 
you be get you know Stacy Dash. Now you want to come back to the people that elevated you to where you at. Don't forget where you came from. You know what I mean? It's a lot of flip flopping. People don't want to take that accountability from where they came out the side of their face. If you're gonna stay on the side, be true to that. But you see, a lot of those celebrities are bought and paid for. Those guys, they don't have any loyalty to anybody, especially the black community. When you give some of those famous people money, they have no they have no loyalty towards that shit. They have no loyalty towards our movement or anything because they're bought and paid for. They're puppets. They're pawns. A lot of those people are. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest, man. I, uh, For myself, I'm realizing a lot of things that, you know, I enjoy doing. When I do it, it's still fun, but it doesn't move me the same way because my mindset is moving to a different place. Like I said, you know, last year I dedicated, I told myself I'm going to dedicate my life to the empowerment and the betterment of my people in the world globally. I am black first. I will always be seen as black first, no matter what my degrees are, no matter the initials, CEO, whatever, you know, initials I put in front of your name. People see you however they see you. If you're yeah. running across the street, hey, who ran across the street? That tall black dude with a hat turned to the back that say uh, GA. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, he's from Georgia. That's how people are going to find ways to identify you. But if you know who you are, you can always identify yourself and nobody can take you know what I'm saying, ownership over your mind. When they take ownership of your mind, they control you. You become that robot that everybody fears about. Oh, I don't want the world to be controlled by robots or, you know, have them taking our jobs or all this other stuff that people have these other ideas about. At the end of the day, if you live long enough, live long enough in this life, you can either try to expose the truth or eventually you can become exposed by it. So don't teeter on the fence. Know what side you're on, whether wrong or right, and stay on that side. Because once you start backbiting, that group or that influence that you had on certain people, now they're confused. And now their kids are confused. And whoever their kids told them about you. So you just got to be mindful of, you know, the impact that you can have in different people's lives. And and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many followers you got or how many people give you likes. Because I'd rather love myself than be fake liked by a whole bunch of people that hate who they are. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got you got people out there like uh Miss Candace Owens too. I know you addressed her a couple of times when we had a few conversations uh behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You oh. got a few uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, man. Some of these people yeah, I don't know. Can, not... It's crazy how they exploit how some of us exploit our own kind. Then this this that's that that stagnates what we try to do as a black community also. It's like you say, okay, well, we're already fighting against a system that's against us already. But then you come out and you're against us also. You, our own people are against us also. That is so fucking counterproductive. Say, like, well, what makes you do that? What makes you go out? It's the money. It's the, it's the money. And people say anything for a butter biscuit. You heard of butter biscuits, Elijah? Oh, yeah. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me one quick second. We got a, we got an incoming, got an incoming call. One quick second. All right. Hi. Um... One, respect my mind for and mind of Ivory. Thank you for having this discussion. I haven't been on from the beginning, but it sounds like I'm joining at a very important uh, point. And mind of Ivory, amen to everything that you're saying. I just left a podcast with Furious Styles and Vicky Ali, and much of the same was being discussed. We have a responsibility within the com- black community to 
black people. We have to stop empowering white people by making them feel that for us to become empowered, they have to put us in those positions. We're very capable people. And once we truly realize this, that's when we will um, become even more empowered through ourselves, not in waiting for the white man to, to make things happen for us. Oh, yeah, that's exactly cool. Little sis, we thank you for your participation. And uh, yeah, what she said was pretty spot on. And what I think it is with us, we look, we look for that validation within the white community, because if white people don't put a stamp on it, it we, the, the world doesn't see it as approved. It's not really officially approved until white people put a stamp on it. And I, I'm cool. Little sis, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that you heard about uh, that saying the white man's ice is colder. Um, that that's just pertaining to like anything white people put a stamp on is it's seen as a gold seal. But yes, we are pretty much we are more than capable. We we invented half of the shit that's out there today. We invented everything that's in the world today. We just don't get the recognition because they have so 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 they have they have brought us to a point where we're subjugated and we have been brought to our knees that we don't think we are good enough. The psychological trauma of slavery is it, 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 it's insurmountable what we what, what's going on with us today. It still affects us today. So Yeah, All right. it definitely does. It definitely does. Uh, and then as far as with Candace Owens, you know, and, and then just anybody that's kind of like her, you can have people who make valid points, you know, on anything. They can they can they can have truth and whatever propaganda they're putting out there. But my thing is this, if you're only known for quote unquote disciplining your community, what are you doing with all the other communities that bring harm or, you know, slander your own people? Do you stand by them? Or do you say, hey, wait a minute, I got to check you on that. Now, I understand what we do is wrong here in this aspect, but at the end of the day, your people is doing this. And as a whole, as a country, are we going to work together to get better or are we going to continue pointing fingers? Because eventually, if you keep pointing fingers, them, your, your finger is going to have to end up pointing back at you because you have to make sure that you stand 10 toes down on whatever it is that you're saying you're putting out here. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, when it comes to wanting to be validated, I see we've got a message. But real quick, when it, when it comes to us wanting to be validated, it's just like an animal that has a master. Man... I want to eat this master, but I'm an animal and I got it. And he got the food and he got me chained up. So I'm going to have to just behave so that way I can get my food. And if you don't, and that's why in our community, we have to empower each other so we can have businesses and other corporations and, and fund it and funnel through each other. How I was, you know, back in the days, you know, um, we had Black Wall Street. But nowadays, people are too comfortable. Oh, I'm going to depend on the system. You know, I'm going I'm to get my reparation through the system. And it's just like, you got that talk. Uh, we've got another message. I'm actually um, scheduled to do a show later on today at 4 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we're going to be discussing reparations because I just kind of have mixed feelings about that and, and, that, and the ask, the ask for reparations, the um, 
impression that we need something from the white man in order for us to do well. I, I get it. We feel that we deserve certain things, but it's an interesting discussion to have. I hope that you guys can join us, but um, I, I'm a very capable person. I never want to forget that, and I don't want us to um, be a distraction to ourselves in getting um, getting ahead and doing better. We can do this as a people. And yeah, I hope we keep having these discussions. I really appreciate them. Thank you for, yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. You, you going to yeah, say something? Oh, no, I was, I was about to say no, no, something. I was telling her, thanks. Um, yeah, we need to uh, look up that platform where you guys are going to have that discussion. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much needed. It's definitely this is long overdue. And I think people, uh, us as African-Americans, we're waking up. We're slowly waking up. Or, or a lot of us are. Some some are willfully, willfully ignorant towards the fact that the things that are going on today and the plight of the, of the black community, and things that are set up in place against us to hold us back. But we are waking up. We're slowly getting it together. And they don't want that to happen. That's why they keep putting these mules out here. You're like, okay, well, this is not going on. This is not going on. Uh, go dance here. Go dance there. Because they know if we, if we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a word from Willie Dynamite. If we collectivize, <laughs> if we, if we, if we pull together as a collective on a serious note, we pull together as a collective. They know we are strong. We are so strong. And if black people, we start. Or uh, if we if we rise up against the machine, oh my God, it's over with. They know we'll run this shit, and and that's what we need. We need people who are gonna, we need people who are gonna be willing to put it all on the line for what they feel is right, you know, and that's and that's what we're missing in this community. You know, we have elders that's still here today, but they've been compromised. They go along with the system. They try to get us in line. And then when something happens outside of our community, they say, forgive, hug it out. What would God do? You know, at the end of the day, if somebody is committing an action and then they're taking away your child, your seed, taking away your, your, your husband, your wife, are you going to two days later hug on them and, and kiss on them and, and, and read a story to them about forgiveness and stuff like that? Or are you going to want justice? A form of reparations could possibly be something in, you know what I'm saying, the justice system, whereas, hey, certain things are going to be automatically leveled as a hate crime. You know, mm -hmm. can we get that type of reparations if it's not going to be monetary? Because, of course, it's not going to be monetary, because if we all have money, they know that some of us are going to do the right thing with our money and not go blow it off on a car, new breasts, you know, body, yaddy, 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 all the other stuff like that. They know we're not going to be doing that. So. They know it's gonna be people who are business minded, and we just need that outlook to step up, you know. But this is what this platform for. Oh yeah, go ahead. And also too, it's like reparations can come in the form like we were, like we were discussing like last week. Reparations can come in the form of laws made. Like we need to go to our politicians, and we need to seek policies for us to put it in place. That could be a form of reparations. So. Exactly. So we got a message here. Absolutely respect my mind. Um, it's just like in corporate America. Um, I remember being young and being on that management track. And at the same time, when I had lunch, I sat with people who looked just like me. And and I wanted to be um, not just 
in management, but I wanted to be a mentor outside of my management position. And I will never forget um, my white supervisor asking me, why do I sit with black people at lunchtime? And she encouraged me to sit with a more diverse crowd, yet her lunch table was full of white people. So just let that sink in. Let it sink in. Wow. Yeah, but see, that's, that's the thing. Thank you, cooler sis. See, that's the thing. They hate when we do it. They hate it because they, they, they know the power. Because I noticed that, too, on jobs, too. Hey, Elijah, do you ever notice when you when you chopping it up with somebody and somebody that come interrupt your conversation? I've had that happen to me uh, quite a few times. Like me and a brother, we chopping yeah. up and we start getting off a serious conversation. Hey, it was like you building this shit. And it's like, hey, somebody, why they come over there? Hey, how you guys doing? What's going on? Are you guys all right? I'm like, come on, man. You, you probably overheard our conversation. You hear us building about some real shit. And you want to go over here and break this shit up. Yeah. And what and what I notice about that is why you have people that will jump into your conversation like that usually comes from them wanting to make sure I can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I got you. Hello? Yes, I hear I'm here. Hello? 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 Hello, can you hear me? Hello. 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 I'm here. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. My yeah, my that was my dad. He was calling, and I should have told him that, that we had the show going on. But uh, my <laughs> bad for that. All uh, who, uh, who listening. But what I noticed with that is when we come together, and we're on the same accord, it throws people off. They're like, okay, are they trying to plot to, you know, what are they, what are they doing? They all, you know, they always have to know what are we thinking about? What our moves is? That's how they calculate their moves because most of their moves are depending off of whatever we're doing. And for them, what they're going to do is in their groups, they're going to talk about, Hey, put money in this stock, do this, do that. When you come around, Hey man, LeBron, he can, he can throw, he can throw a football. LeBron plays basketball, but in your mind, you know what they're doing. Um, I had a guy, I just got my car service not too long ago. And I had a guy, I had a capitals, uh, Washington capitals, uh, jacket on. He came up to me. He was like, Man, what you think what they gonna do about the ball game? You know, it was a white guy, and you know he, you know, it wasn't no altercations, nothing. But the fact I mentioned that is because he came to me talking about sports. But little do he, does he know, I am a three-time author. I also have, you know, uh, two podcasts. The one that me and you should have my own. I also do a vlog. I also do music and just other other things, other platforms that I'm I'm working on, clothing out. And my thing is, he just doesn't know that. And my thing is, we didn't discuss that, but my but my my mindset was people will look at you and assume that's what motivates you. That's your joy talking about one thing, sports or something like that, because they don't see you as somebody that could be a doctor, you know, in waiting or you what your one degree from, you know, getting um to be. Uh, again, to be in a position where you can be a CEO of a company one day because you're going through all the steps needed for your particular business. And I think that's what happens in in, in the business realm. You know what I'm saying? When you're day to day, when you're at work, you know, making sure, oh, I see he just put an application in to get this higher position. Um, Let's find something that he did like two years ago that wasn't bad, but we got to give him a nick for that so we can have him one tear down from being promoted. And then that's what happens, you know. Uh, so it's just 
that's why we have to be able to have our own businesses and, and employ our own people. So that way, the ones that are living the right way to see the betterment of our community, it will grow instead of having those that they just want to take whatever they want off the table and then run. It's like we don't need that. Yeah, man. But yeah, the, the, the sports analogy, that's something I get all the time. They always think you, hey, well, you're a Pirates fan. Uh, are you from Pittsburgh? I'm like, no, I'm not from Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm from the East Coast, though. <laughs> they want to talk with you about sports and stuff. I say, okay, let's talk about something intellectual. I can get on the intellectual level also. You know what I'm saying? I can speak. I can speak articulate. I can articulate my point. But they don't see that. Everybody just see the surface. But I think sometimes what it is, some people, they don't really try to get to know you like that. It's just it's what they see on the outside. It's just a shell. And that's it. Some people just have you there for a main purpose. And, and that's all they see. But some people just say, but if they want to. But, but if other races want to explore other diversities, I think we should just delve into, you know, just ask questions. Sometimes you just ask questions. Have, through small talk, you can get to know people. You can get to know what a person, what, what makes them tick and what, what, where their background is from. And you can, you can come up with all that, man. Yeah. I see we have a, a message here. Yeah. And one thing I will say about stereo, and this is a platform in which um, we will be discussing reparations later, but I want to say that it's brilliant and it really offers us a great opportunity to connect with like minds um, and we have to see this as an opportunity. Uh, there are some people on here, I hate to say it, black people who are shucking and jiving, white people too, but this discussion isn't about them. And I get it that some people have certain goals and are trying to accomplish certain things. But, you know, sometimes when I hear all of the time, not sometimes, but all of the times when I hear black people calling each other the N-word, dropping F-bombs, calling people bees, talking about lust and sex, I just think, so this is how you want to use this platform? And I ask myself, why? Just why? Yeah, that's a good question. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean it. Oh, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking with that because it's easy. It's easy to talk about sex. It's easy to talk about Cardi B. It's easy to talk about breakups with these famous celebrities that they both have money. And at the end of the day, you taking the side of a person that won't take the side of you if your life is on the line. You know what I mean? So that's just what it is. It's easy. And that's what really triggers people. You know what I mean? They enjoy just knowing that, hey, I can just, you know, talk about this and people are going to abide by it. they're just gonna you know whatever i say is law and that was something else i noticed with uh the clubhouse app i was on there for a little bit and at the end of the day i started realizing like people on here they, because they're trying to get validation from these certain artists and these influencers and i'm like i don't want no validation from nothing that's why me and kevin we have our own platforms and we decided to combine and have a platform together so that way we can get out the messages messages that we want because we wasn't really hearing the things that we wanted to hear and we wanted to put it out there. So for those who are connected with these big corporations who can't really speak on certain things they want to because their money is tied into it, our money is not tied into that. You know what I'm saying? We want to have our own business, our own platforms. So that way real people can have real conversations without being pandered to. I hate pander, hate propaganda. I hate people, you know what I'm saying? Selling their people out just to uh, 
get a crumb from the seat at the Butter table. Biscuits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And what do you think about that Nick Cannon situation, Elijah? It's like he just he just backpedaled all the way. Like, what's going on, man? Like with, with with the Nick Cannon situation, it's the same thing that we've been saying. When you don't have full ownership of what you have, and also too, when you're going up against a corporation that owns everything that you're trying to funnel your ideas and your money into, and you can't do that because they're blocking these doors and nobody else is going to work with you. That's what's going to happen. And for Nick Cannon, I feel like he understands, okay, I have other people working for me and I want them to be able to have a job. Even if I'm good, I want the people that they're, they're out on their luck. You know, I want, I want to look out for them. But a lot of those people that are working for Nick Cannon, they all didn't show him support. They just, Hey, but well, that's on him. You know what I mean? He didn't want the money. He should have gave us more money. Maybe I would have spoke. So you got that going on. And I feel like for Nick Cannon, he should already understand. It doesn't matter what your explanation is. You can talk about your people, dog them out as much as you want, call them all types of names. But as soon as you speak on another community, that's when everybody's going to, you know what I'm saying, be up in arms. You can say anything about black people. That's why people that, quote unquote, our mammies or they tap dance, or they cooning and they get these jobs in these high positions because they talk down on black people. And that makes the people who are really insecure about black people feel better about themselves. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's really going on. That's why you have certain people. You're like, how come this person is always hosting the Grammys? They're hosting the NFL. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're always pushing this person out to highlight what's going on in our community. But they don't represent our community. A purpose, a person that represent my community is willing to put it all on, on the line. And mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna let you go, Kevin. But for me, most of the real leaders that we've had in the black community, their character been assassinated or they've been assassinated. You do the history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is what it is what it is. Harsh realities, but we live in a world that's cold. I don't think Nick Cannon was built for that. He he had too much to lose. He stepped he stepped into an arena that he wasn't built for. He stepped into an arena that he was built for it, and he don't. <laughs> he should. He just. He just should have just stayed in his lane. He want. I understand where he's coming from. He wants to be black and proud and have that and wear that on his shoulders. But when you when you want a certain level, you just, just fall back and let the let the people from the grassroots do it. Let the people like Riza Islam and Brother Ben and these younger cats coming up. Let them let them take the take the reins. Like and people like us, we want to. We want to um, have that influence towards black people that is positive. We want to have that influence towards black people that we're waking them up and we telling them, hey, man, you know, it's, it's, it's a plot out there to, to keep us divided and not for us to wake up. So we got to get out here and spread the word any way we can. I mean, if people see it as radical, then it's radical. Love for our people doesn't mean hate for another group of people. And that's what people get confused, like the whole Black Lives Matter thing. That has been compromised. Black Lives Matter has been compromised. That was actually started by a, a Jewish guy. If you go out, if you go up and look at it, it was actually started by somebody Jewish. But you know, we we, we don't look at things like that because they put these black faces on the forefront. Forefront, and this is the hints of this whole topic: blackface. They put these black faces on and say, "Oh well, I can identify with that movement because we have these people in the forefront." But they're not knowing behind the scenes that. This was spoon fed to you so you can believe that, hey, we're on your side. But there, we, you, it's, it, it, it's checkers. 
not chess. And that's where black people we need to start playing checkers and not live for the moment and look behind all this shit. Yeah, I see we got a message here. Let's check it out. Yeah, because you have to be willing to be a martyr. Just getting on a show and wearing a turban doesn't make it that you're all about black power and black empowerment. You're just fronting. It's just a look. You have to be about it, not just look the part. So Nick Cannon, you know, he he, he has some growth that's needed. He he really does. Growth. And he's he's damn near my age. Me and Nick Cannon are about Nick Cannon's, I think, a year older than me. <laughs> and you talk about but I, I think that see, but see, that's what happens when you don't look at your history or you don't study it. But see. Another thing, too, with us as black, I know I'm probably jumping all over the place, but there's so much to unpack in this subject. Like I'm talking about with black trauma and black history, like us as black, most black Americans, we've grown up Christian, we've grown up from the Christian South. And we had it pushed on us that, hey, this is you need the Bible and what's going on over here. But we never looked back any further than that. We never looked back at ancient Kemet or we were kings and queens in Africa. We never studied that in schools. So we're always left behind to like to like scramble for our history. We're always left behind to go look and find up the pieces. And what it, what it was with Nick Cannon, I think, is that he got an ear of like, oh, yeah, this is, this, is, this is prideful. We hear this shit. This is prideful to us that we were kings and queens, that we did come from a race that didn't pillage and plunder, that we had civilizations that we set up on our own and that we built and that will instill pride in a lot of black people so they don't want that word out but exactly. when i see we got he, another yeah okay go yeah, ahead go ahead, yeah, go ahead. The black face is about consumerism too if they put a black face on it uh, we know that black people spend the most money. They're the biggest shoppers and buyers. So it's just a front. Yes, we are the biggest consumers. We spend money everywhere else. We can, we can, we can, we can rebuild this nation if we wanted to. We can rebuild this na- whole nation with with what we spend billions on you know, on Nikes and and Jordans and we we can we can have our own infrastructure. We can have our own piece of of land. If we just just pull together and just, just snap out of it, but we're so brainwashed into all of this, is that it's going to take some time. It will. Let's see, we got another message. Let's see here. Touching on when you say that the Christianity, pagan religion was pushed on Africans and they were forced to denounce the original religion they were practicing before they were Americanized. I agree with that. And every time I speak to a Hebrew Israelite, I always ask them, where can I find more information about the true African history? We weren't called Africans. Um, we were we were, we were given that name. But I was saying, where can I find true black and African history about the kings and queens stuff and about how we were the creators of math and science? I want to find these things so that I can educate myself properly. And then the Hebrew Israelite will always say, you can read the Bible or the Quran. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not really... You know, I want more meat. I need more information. I need more sources. I need more books. So, um, do y'all have any, or do you have any suggestions? Oh, I got, I got. Thank you, T, for your uh, for your contribution and your comment. Um, uh, I got plenty of books. Where can I start? It's one called Let me the Black Genesis. It's one called the Black Genesis, and 
I haven't I haven't it's so many books I start reading and I'm like this. I'm like a little ACD. Um, I'm, I'm ACD when it comes to books or uh, 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 ADHD. I'm sorry, ADHD. Um, it's one called Black Genesis. It's one called Stolen Legacy. Um, phew. What, what else? I have uh, Destruction of the Black Civilization. I, and I listen to some of these on um, it's YouTube. It's a YouTube channel I go to. You can listen to audio book if you, if you don't have time to like really read it. Uh, shit, I, can, I, I, I didn't. I need to go to my TV and pull it up. I got it on my uh, Roku TV. The, the uh, site, well, the channel on YouTube that brings up a lot of this stuff. And yeah, it's it's so much. And, and also, okay, and I also tune in T if you're still listening. Tune in to the real Macarba. I think that's how that's how you say it on YouTube. He he explains a lot. He's he's like a course. He should be a, a freaking university course. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot of information out there. The real. And, and why Kevin is continuing to you know give you all you know more information. If you if you listen to us, be sure to follow us on our socials. And also, if you feel like other people should hear this message and other you know um, uh, you know messages that we put out everything just have them you know they can follow us and we always feel free to you can give us your opinion if you have certain topics that you feel we should discuss you can you know uh send us a message or you know voice message on here or directly through our social media and we will you know get back in touch with you we're somebody that you can actually reach out and touch it's not oh well we got fifty thousand followers and if you're not you know always liking every single picture then i'm not gonna reach out to you i'm not like that because i know how it is to reach out to these quote-unquote leaders in our community or people that influence you and then they turn around and don't have nothing to say to you at the end of the day but then when you're dead they make money off your name or if you're doing something that goes viral with their music all of a sudden they you know in your corner so i'm just mindful of that and and that's something that helps us create this platform which as we also are known as the renewed king so i can't wait for y'all to see some of the merch we have on the way for that so just stay tuned for more to come from us because we're, we're not going away until our clock stops and that's the heart yeah, but yeah, if, if T you still out there listening, it's uh the real Macarba. I, I, I subscribe to him on YouTube. It's uh, spelled M E R K A B A H, and just start with his videos and some of those books I mentioned. Those are good reads. But I start a book, but then I don't really complete it. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> I don't complete it sometimes as I know I should. But yeah, I see we got another message. Let's see here. Okay. You guys said it's called The Real Macarba, like M-C-A-R-B-A-R, Macarba, for the YouTube channel. Uh, let, me, let me make sure. It's, uh, it's M-E-R-K-A-B-A-H. He has a bunch of African history stuff about slavery, about where we are, origins. He's he's deep. He He gets very detailed. Very detailed. Yeah, but yeah, we we gonna start our YouTube channel up too. We need we we me and Ivory, Ivory, Elijah and myself. We're gonna try to get more well versed in uh African American history. But like, as as long as you start, you're on the right path. You're on the right path to finding out your history. And if you want to be, you want to find out this stuff. You're gonna be proud to say, hey, this is what Black people have accomplished. This is what Africans have accomplished. African Americans. 
And I know we're not called Africans by origin. It was it was made by a colonizer. <laughs> we're not really Africans. We're just indigenous people. So, yeah. And, and that's one thing I've having I'm, I'm learning myself as far as just understanding not only who you are, but what you're what you're calling yourself and knowing the history behind, you know, the, the words that are coming out your mouth from what you label yourself as. So that's something that I'm, I'm programming in my mind to be sure, OK, when I address who I am, I understand I come from a, a lineage of African-Americans, but, you know, who I am, I am, you know, what I'm saying you, you just you just knowing the history and, and doing the research, as everybody's been saying, that's been chiming in. And also for you, Kevin, just doing the research and knowing, you know, your background, knowing the roots, you know, what I'm saying that have created us today you know what i'm saying but we have to we, we got to revisit that you know what i'm saying and let that stay in our minds and dump all this other stuff that's not necessary out yeah i see we got another message here all right guys i am trying to scroll through some different lives on here just trying to connect with a certain type of people um and building my stereo community or my um, community here on stereo so great job i'll definitely check you guys out i'm following you both so i'll get the notifications and if you could come through later at four um love to have some input from you so thank you so much peace and blessings thanks so much cool little sis we appreciate your feedback we appreciate your contributions to our platform here you know it's, it's small but we're trying to grow it but we thank you guys for your participation thank you guys for the actively listening and participating. Thank you. So yeah, it means a lot to us. Definitely much appreciate. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is a lot to unpack, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm all over the place. Because it's it's so much. It's so much uh hidden history. It's so much it's so many places to begin. It's so much trauma that we have as is African Americans or black people. It's, it's so much that we have to do. It's so much work that we got to get out there and you know, actually do the groundwork and let people know. But it's people slowly waking up, like platforms like this, or people they follow certain people and it's trying to wake them up. I'm talking about real folks, folks that's out there really speaking the truth and ain't afraid to lay it on the line. That's what you say. Yeah, because that's that's what we need. We need people who are willing to lay it on the line in different aspects. You know, whether you, um, you know, in in the the justice system, you're a teacher. You know, at every level, you got to be willing to say, hey, this is what I believe in. I'm not going to waver from that. And I feel like that's that's what we've been doing. And we want to have people who follow us who are in line with that. Not just, you know, just somebody that's wanting to hear when we talk about gossip because we don't gossip. You know, I mean, we want to talk about stuff that's real life situations and topics that are, you know, what I'm saying fruitful, not just about who's dating who. And you don't get no money off talking about that. That's not where we at. Yeah, man. For sure. Any anything else? I know we just this been one of those one of those ones, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah. man. We, we 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 unpacked as much as we could, man. This subject, this could be like a two part. <laughs> we'll probably yeah. either continue it the next week or later in the week or whenever, you know, we're back on, back on live. Yeah, definitely for sure. Well, shoot, if, it, if it's nothing else, man, you know, it's a hey, renewed kings. 
You know what I'm saying? Southern Frame of Mind podcast. We, you know, this is one that was needed, and we're going to continue to, you know, bring topics that are going to challenge, you know, your possible opinions or just make you want to go and do the research yourself. But that's just what it is. I see we got a message just pop up. Hold on. I do agree. I always wonder why all around the world that black people were always discriminated against and belittled as a whole. Um, I know America was founded on racism, so I thought this was the only country that did that to black people. But now I'm aware that it's global. And I feel as though, like, I didn't know that people were, people are subconsciously jealous because according to the Hebrew Israelites, they would say we're the chosen people. And it's an ancestral tool to belittle someone and to keep them down if you're jealous of them. Um, and I always wanted to know why they were jealous of us, you know, because they try to take away a woman's, a black woman's hair and try to gentrify her to her, to buy a weave and straighten their hair. Like, I, I want to know, like, why do they work so hard to stump us out and cancel us? Yeah, you go ahead first with that one. Yeah, go ahead. My recollection, well, my opinion of that, and this may be just an opinion, but I don't know if you share the same sentiments, but if you know the history of someone and you saw how powerful they were, and if they, those people were to learn their history or keep their keep their dominance and keep their history and evolve to a certain point, they would be so powerful. They would be the dominant ones. No one wants to be subjugated to anything. Like you see how how uh, Caucasians are, are dominating and everything, or how they have the, the they're the most uh, let's say like they they have the most wealth in the population in the world today. Uh, most over. And like if, if you have if, if you have power such as we had, you could take control of anything. Like if you invented certain things and and monetized what you invented or if you just if you have that creative spirit like how we have, you'll be able to dominate anything. Plus, we're physically gifted. I mean, you know, we'll dominate everything. Like imagine if if, if black people came up with making the NBA, monetizing the NBA, monetizing the NFL and came up with that. Man, sh- we'd be so powerful. It's all it's all a money monetary. Some of it's monetary and some of it's just it's just sole possession of, of, of resources. We would be so powerful if we had all these resources, if we know where we came from. And and also too what Yeah. And, and also too what you see in this country, they, you know, they make sure they continue to put the focus on the things that we're doing wrong in the country. And when they shed light on other communities, you know, depending on what community that is, you know, they'll, they'll try to be fair, but at the end of the day, it'll be seen as, oh, they had a bad day, which is seeming to, seemingly to be the, the new go-to word. And for us, it's just like, no, nah, that's what they is. They're savages. And if you mm-hmm. like do the research on a lot of things that have happened to those that you know we we're, we're derived from a, a lot of their body parts were used as trophies you know they even ate you know what i'm saying uh many of our people so it's they have a lot of sick thinking and processes behind what they do but it's to give them the pleasure and the feeling of 
I'm gaining something. That's why when they're kidnapping and stealing these children and stuff like that, or these homeless people, they're, you know what I'm saying, organ harvesting. It's, it's a lot of things that go on in society that they always want to talk about who broke up or who got assassinated, allegedly, to throw people off the scent. You know what I mean? They feel like, okay, we're getting up on the trail, and then they throw something, and then now all of a sudden everybody confused. They don't know they left from their right. So it's just good that we have these type of open dialogues to where people who want to connect can actually have that. Yeah, man. It's a pretty good topic. We appreciate having, you know, the back and forth dialogue with everybody that's chimed in because it only helps us, you know, we, we always wanted real support, real genuine support. Nobody that's just here because they know us personally. And then all of a sudden now they want to know what we got going on. We're serious about it. We're, we, we are serious about what we're talking about and what we're doing as a whole. So if you're a person that knows us beyond this app or, or you know, knew us growing up and, you know, you kind of don't support, it's fine. Like, we don't have no ill will towards you. But just understand at the end of the day that what we're doing is for a purpose. It's not to be famous, but if it, if it comes with notoriety, we'll make sure that we keep our substance. You can guarantee that. And with and with that notoriety, we can get the message and spread the message out to more people. We can we can actually get you know, and it's not it's not about fame for me personally. I don't give a shit about fame. It's like it's things on my mind. It's things that it's things that me and Elijah we have on our mind. So we like we want to get it off. We want to. We that's why we created this platform. We want to get this platform off and speak what we want to speak. We don't want to have any no fluff about it. We want to actually get things that concern us and probably concern other people if we put it out there. I got another message. That's what that is. I see we got another message here. Let's see here. If we are a powerful race, uh, what are y'all's opinions on the family units? You know, Asian families, Hispanic families, um, I can't think of any other, I wouldn't say white families, but for sure Asian and Hispanic families, the families who are other cultures, they put, um, the unit first, um, and they're human. We know they have issues, right? They're, we are all human underneath our skin, but the fact that they stick it through and they maintain a family unit is beautiful. So I always wondered how black people were supposed to be the leaders in a sense and how we got derailed off track from keeping our family units as a priority. We prioritize ourselves instead of our family units. And I just wonder how come people can't just get back to that. I'm a uh I'm a go first on this one right here, if you don't mind, Kevin. Go ahead. Yeah, so well that comes from a lot of agendas that we have now where we have to where it's except, you know, communities that identify themselves as different pronouns. So that's one thing that causes, you know, confusion in our community because that means what? That means there won't be a lot of reproduction going on, which means that you're gonna have other races who pander to the black woman and, and seem as the heroes. And then that's what those black women are going to go to them because they have what the resources. So if a black man doesn't have his mind, right. Or the resources, she's going to leave him. Also too, you've had leaders put in position that really don't look out for our best interests. 
only thing they really care about is having their name on the ballot so one day they can be voted in for whatever political party they want to have. Another thing you have is the music. The music is made to say, hey, it's about the money, it's about the cause, it's about the fashion, it's about everything except for empowering your brother and your sister. And also being humble. A lot of people aren't humble in today's society. So with all that accumulated with just wanting to be accepted, you have a gumbo pot of a lot of confusion. And people are stirring it up, stirring it up. So the more you stir up confusion, it's going to just turn into a disaster. And we're going to figure out a way to try to, you know, tie these loose ends. But it's hard. When you have more people working against you than working with you, we're never going to be on the same page. Black people in this country or black people globally, we are the flavor in this unseasoned society. We have people that take different ingredients from us and then they blossom from it or they come up from it. And if we understand that and understand also that we are, yeah, 13% of the population in this one country, but then in other countries, we are considered the majority or, or a good portion of it. That's why they always use that. Oh, well, how they're 13 percent, but then they buy and all this stuff here in this country. It's because they make sure they put that out there. They want us to be seen as we are slaves who don't care nothing about ourselves, but looking good, tap dancing and being getting and and, and being in all these different sex orgies and stuff like that. So you, you have that type of stuff going on. You know what I mean? From from my perspective, you know, that's all you know how I feel on that. And me, how I how I how I would address it is is two points of reference, the two histories and times that came from black people that that came from this whole dynamic. What T was talking about, it's, it's two it's two it's two points of reference in history. The so first being slavery, like when the when the slave masters used to buck break the uh, men in front of the families, that weakened our family structure and family dynamic. So if you see if the black woman seen the black man being raped, being being subjugated to the will of the white man, being whipped, being beaten, being torn apart by dogs or whatever animals they had, then that's gonna leave a trauma within the black, within the black psyche, like, huh, well, our men can't protect us because the because the slave master, he he's but but it was a different dynamic back then. Because the slave master is, is breaking down our black man, so he can't protect us. So that's one cause of the family dynamic. That trauma has lasted up and through time. And then also, I say throughout the uh, civil rights and um, the civil rights movement of the '60s, and the Black Panther movement, you had COINTELPRO breaking families apart. You had, you had them, uh, like you had a situation where it was like they were breaking up families, like with the introduction of welfare and family planning. Family planning was more so directed in low poverty neighborhoods. So you had them out there uh, advocating like, hey, Planned Parenthood for from these low poverty neighborhoods. And they're mostly, they were mostly what, in probably melanated African-American, Spanish, Latino neighborhoods. So that's one reason why you have the family dynamic as broken as it is, especially between amongst African-Americans. Those, those, those two instances. Yeah, and when that never changes, it's going to consistently be that same way until you have people like ourselves, other people that's already in the movement, the real movement, you know, to see real change happen for us. And that's what it's all about, seeing real change, not 
a seat at the table and then you get a seat at the table and you're not willing to discuss the uncomfortable um, conversations that need to be had. But you just want to say, oh, we got at the table. Well, you're going to take your plate and then you're going to stuff your face but you, because you're eating and everybody else don't. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot more than unpacking uh, in that COINTELPRO and that uh, plan, plan uh, fam- parenthood uh, dynamic because you also have uh, Margaret Sanger, which was uh, she was an advocate. Uh, if you look at her, her background in history, she was an advocate in, uh, in, in the whole racial, the racial scheme of things in that dynamic. Let me look at, let me see, uh, let me get my facts straight. Margaret Sanger birth control. Okay. Uh, Margaret Sanger on race and eugenics. Right. And, that, and that's another and that's another key word that that that's that uh it, it's a dynamic that that strikes us in our community. Uh, or it's another dynamic that the powers that be that's that they practice eugenics, especially against our race as African American. And uh, Margaret Sanger, she was the proprietor of that movement of Planned Parenthood. And this is not this is working against it's against the belief that that. To control the population, if they, if they want to control us as a population, they're going to put these strangleholds in place to destroy the family dynamic. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what. This, I mean, this 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 topic right here can go in so many different directions, and I knew. I knew immediately uh, a lot of people would just think about, oh, you know, people dressing up in blackface, but it's a lot of, this is a spider web, you know what I'm saying? And it has just different legs to it. And that's why I wanted to, you know, have a topic where everybody can chime and everybody can discuss how they feel on this and also everything else where, you know what I'm saying, bringing up, you know, laying on the table as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and we definitely try to make sure that we have the, the facts in line too, so y'all can go back and research it as well. In your own spare time we have a, another message here speaking of assault and rape if if we ancestrally know the horrors that we've been through i don't understand this is a man and woman thing of all races but i feel like our race should really understand that sex should be taken seriously um but you know how men are um a lot of men like we, when you're young, like in middle school and high school, it's like people make fun of you as a man if you aren't active because they're active, right? And you personally probably prioritize the the purity and you look at it as a ritual other than a hobby or an act. So what I'm trying to say is if we knew painfully what sex has done to our ancestors, how come the generations now don't? take it seriously you know what i mean she also has one more message let me play that real quick i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go as far as to say i think people who are overly sexual sexually promiscuous so i think she, i think she may be having maybe another message coming up soon but you want to go ahead and um you know touch on that mm-hmm. uh so far, saying it's just a, a male thing, and I mean, well, 
I mean, I, I, I got to sort of disagree with that because people are sexualized like through, I mean, they, they, the, 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 this society has weaponized sex and sex has always sold. Sex has always been something seen as devious or dirty and not for re reproduction purposes. So I guess if you could say, if you could reference a point where it came from, like, is it, Recently, is it if 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 if, it's, if you're speaking on our generation, then sex has been weaponized since since its inception, since way back. But they use sex as a, I'm saying, and this is me, my personal opinion. I think they use sex as a tool back then to because sex is dominance. Sex is seen as is you're dominating someone. Rape is seen as you're dominating someone. It's not an act of love, and it's not an act of reproduction and and procuring the family. And you have those type of people that seen sex as dominant and seen sex as a power tool, they're weaponizing it. Those are the powers that be that are weaponizing it. So of course you're gonna have, of course you're gonna have it looked at as a devious act when you got people that's ahead of it that looks at it as a power tool, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to music, we have music that portrays sex a lot as you were you know, alluding to with it, you know, being weaponized. So you have people out here who you got rappers who talk about sex all the time. You got, you know what I'm saying? Female artists who talk about sex all the time. It's sex in movies. Uh, even in schools, I'm hearing that they want to talk about, you know, with the LGBT certain things about sex at an early age in elementary schools. So you have a lot of things that they're trying to gauge the mind of the youth. And it always starts with the youth. They always want to make sure they get a hold of the youth because the youth is that next generation. So when that next generation is becoming and they're empowering each other and they're trying to do away with racism, bigotry, sexism, you know, um, a lot of different crimes that's been happening. They want to put a stop to that. They have to find a way to go in and make it seem applicable to do these certain actions. And it's, and it's OK, you know, even with people who are pedophiles, they want to find a way to, you know, uh, crowbar that into saying, oh, that's just a mental illness, so they should be allowed to express how they feel. You can express how you feel in jail. And that's just point blank, period. Because if you are one of these people out here who let your kids be around anybody and you're not checking up on them and making sure they're good or asking questions, then that kid is going to think everything is fine. Or they may feel afraid to do that. Because maybe you're a mother, you're a father, a, gar mm -hmm. a guardian, that you have people in and out of your house and y'all, you know what I'm saying, y'all having sex or, and, and the kids understand that. When they're around other kids, oh yeah, my mom and daddy did this or, you know what I'm saying, my brother did this and when I get older, I got to do the same thing. Or if I don't do that, I ain't no man. And, and people are under peer pressure. When you're in school, it's peer pressure. You know what I'm saying? When you are a grown person, you have peer pressure of, oh man, I'm 25 years old. I'm not doing nothing with my life. I got to do something with my life. So you get the peer pressure and people end up doing stuff that is, isn't going to be conducive to their mental health. And also, to be quite frank with you, you have kids who get introduced to sex at a young age by their family members. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's something personal that I can speak on because I know how that can affect, you know what I'm saying, the, the dynamic of, you know what I'm saying, your family tree. When you have the elders that are doing certain things with, you know what I'm saying, the youth and, and, and that, you know what I'm saying, and, you, and, your, and your family. So it's a lot of things that go into the rape and the sex and just the just the evilness of that, you know? Yeah. So we got a message here. My message got cut off. I'm sorry. But I was saying someone who is overly promiscuous, it seems they seem a little, 
emotionally detached from sex, I would go as far as to say that they're running from something. Because to me, I don't separate sex from love. Like, I don't think sex and love are two different categories, and the world has done that. I feel like sex is something you do with someone you are in love with. Like I said, I think that's a ritual. And people have made a ritual into a hobby. Like food. People overeat. They think people don't eat to live anymore. People live to eat, right? People got everything confused. And that's why I was saying if we were, if the slaves were traumatized by the horror that they've been through, why isn't our generation teaching the importance of this ritual? It's not a hobby. It's something serious. I want to say something real quick. Okay, go ahead. I want to say just something real quick. I'm going to let you. So I think another thing, and I just thought about it as she was saying it, we haven't really got therapy from that. Like some, some people do go to therapy to get help, but we haven't got therapy from that long line of, you know, saying stain or that, that stain that's been on us for so long. A lot of people haven't got the therapy to break that, break those chains off. So that's one thing I just wanted to add to that. Yeah, but see, that's that's what I was just uh, alluding to earlier about how it's it's been passed down so much that it's it's a dirty, it's seen as sex is seen as dirty, and then when you learn from those behaviors from the past, that's what you're going to see it as. When things come down and they, and they filter, it's going to be a negative thing. And but sex is it's a soul tie. People don't understand sex. Is, T, what I want you to do. I'm not trying to garner any more uh, Instagram followers or anything, but if you follow me on Instagram, I did an IG about soul ties. I did an IG. I did. I just, I just was talking about soul ties and how people should take soul ties seriously. And I, if you if, if you follow me at, at at one respect my mind for on Instagram, you just take a look. I was talking about soul ties. I'm in a red do rag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it got it labeled though. So I tell I, I'm talking about soul ties and how sex is important. I think I agree with you. I believe sex is very important and us as a black community, we don't take it serious because we, I think we have been traumatized and we haven't really been taught the importance of sex. And when we look at it as a devious act or as an act that's for a pastime or because we, we normalize it, especially in today's society, we see it as, okay, sex in itself and, and, and that's how we look at it. We look at it as a gratification. But yeah, I, I talk about soul ties and it's a very deep thing. I, I take it seriously also. Exactly. And when you're able to control a person's, you know, mind, you can control everything else, the body, and just, you know, whatever it is that you want them to do, they become a slave or robot to you. That's why in the entertainment industry, you have people coming out saying, hey, I was done this way as a young person or, or my manager took advantage of me or, you know, somebody from the record label did this and that because they understand and, and I mean, and we, when you get into that room, it goes into just different ideologies they have as far as, hey, I have to, you know, do this to be able to basically get to where I want to be at. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's like you were saying, a ritual It's just something that happens. And they put it in certain music videos. They put it in certain movies to let you know, hey, this is what goes down. But because people just think they just some people think that they're not going to show you what they're going to end up killing you with. You know, what I mean, they can show you a weapon and say, hey. This is just a weapon in, you know what I'm saying, a 007 movie. And then that weapon comes out years later and it's used to destroy a whole country. But you just yeah. thought it was something in the movie. So you got to be mindful of what's going on around you and also what's going on over you. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of supernatural 
uh, attacks that's happening on us, and we don't understand, you know what I'm saying, what's going on, but we just thinking it's just, oh, this person has an issue. Like, their spirit, their soul, or there's some type of evil or sickness that's in them, and they can't control that. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's just so much working against us right now in today's time, and you have to be mindful. So enjoy your entertainment, do what's fun, but at the same time, do something that's also going to save your life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe in that stuff, man. Soul ties, man. I believe in that, man. Like you connecting with a spirit, you take out all those attributes of somebody else. Believe it or not. You take on all those attributes, mind, body, and soul. Yes, sir. So you wanna wrap it up, man, or, or are you, you trying to keep going? <laughs> No, I think uh, I mean I feel like we 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 definitely you know gave our, our mind on this topic, man. We definitely oh, yeah, uh, went very far with it. I feel like it can can go on for days and days, but we just want to let everybody know, um, you know, you can feel free to follow us and anybody else you feel like that should hear, you know, the playback on this or any other, you know, what I'm saying, um, you know, shows that we have out already. You can just have them, you know, follow us, and we'll be sure to follow them back because we want to support those who support us. You know, that's what it's all about, making sure that, you know, we can be uh, a link in each other's chain of success, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure, you know, follow, share, follow, share, like, like the content because we're putting out some real stuff, man. This is people, people, you aren't really getting it like this. This is unfiltered right here. We don't have any sponsors or any commercials. We're not, we're not bought and paid for we're just trying to uh, convey what other people are probably thinking out there. People want to say they have these highfalutin corporate jobs or they have these jobs where they can't say nothing because their boss is uh, on their ass. But, <laughs> hey, we, we say what's needed. Exactly. And then, and, you know, and the last thing I would say, when you do end up saying something that is needed, you know, sometimes being the first person, you might have to take all the blame or, you might get the blowback from it, but you will open the door for me to come and build off of that. So I always know that. And uh, if nothing else, you know, this has been another edition of the Southern Frame of Mind podcast, a.k.a. the Renewed Kings. Be, you know what I'm saying? If you follow us on our social media, be on the lookout for that merch to come out soon. And other than that, we appreciate all the support, all the comments. Everybody be blessed. Take care. Peace. 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 All right.